Hey, this is Eli Danzi with Boney and Bella Podcast. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast to be kind, do good, you are beautiful. We bring on weekly guests on Fridays who are just everyday people, families, businesses, nonprofits, doing that in the world, being good, being kind, and knowing that they are beautiful and giving that to other people, sharing the good news and motivating you to be a better person, to be a better self and to make the world a better place. I also provide motivational three to four minute uh, thoughts every couple of days on this podcast. So subscribe, listen, read or review. Let me know what you think. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Rachel and Jody, how are you? We're good. Good. Thank you guys for uh, joining me today. I really appreciate your time and appreciate your uh, thought to come on today. It means a lot to me. You're very welcome. Thank you. So uh, tell tell me about your yourselves, guys. I, I, I know my wife uh, knows you, Rachel, I think, but tell me a little bit about, about yourselves and where you're from and how you, how you met each other and just kind of a little bit about your, your personal life. Well, we are both from Louisiana. We met at LSU while we were still in oh, college. Tiger, okay. <laughs> yes, we are definitely Tigers. I'm from Longhorn Nation, so I'm from Austin, Texas, so hook them horns. There you go. Uh, right. we'll, we'll forgive you for that. <laughs> but we, we, we met in college, and uh, we got married fairly young, and Jody immediately um, – went into the Air Force as an officer, and we began uh, 26 years traveling all over the world in the wow. Air Force. We um, started our family very young. We um, God bless you for your service. Thank uh, you for serving our country, sir. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. We, we were all over the United States. We lived in Japan, England. Um, I took a vacation for Iraq, to Iraq for a year. We've uh, We've we've been all over. Wow. Uh, we have seven kids, four girls, three boys. They range in age from twenty five. Wow! To 10. God bless you. That's awesome. That is so awesome. that is a true that's a true blessing. Absolutely. We uh, <laughs> we our lives are never dull. Uh, that's for sure. Um, very proud. Our our oldest son is an engineer. Our oldest daughter is a pastry chef. Uh, we still have four children at home. Our third child just moved out recently, and she's living with her brother in South Carolina and uh, working and looking at school there. So it's been it's been quite a ride for us. Uh, we reti- I retired three years ago, and we've lived in San Antonio uh, ever since. Uh, we did that based on the fact that uh, my one I was I had reached a level where. Uh, Things were very stressful with my job. I had an incredible amount of responsibilities, uh, almost overwhelming. And then my mom uh, has been sick with Parkinson's Mm. for almost 20 years now. And we got a call from my aunt a few years ago. And this was when we were still in the military saying, I just don't think your stepdad can do it anymore. Uh, He needs a break. So to understand that, we went and got mom, brought her to stay with us for a few weeks so he could have a break. And with Rachel, myself, all the kids, everyone helping, we were exhausted. So we knew that 
there was going to be a time for a transition. So we transitioned when I got out of the military. We moved to San Antonio, which where we had planned to retire. My parents are from Louisiana, so they retired as well. Uh, my stepdad did. My mom hasn't worked for years. They bought our home here, and we've been living together ever since. Wow. So how many years has that been? You all lived together in the same house? Yeah, three years. Three years. Uh, okay. just, right at, just right at three years. Um, I didn't work for the first, uh, you know, we've been very blessed. I didn't work for the first six months uh, I, when I got out of the military. But uh, Rachel reminded me that she had married me for better or worse, not 24-7. So <laughs> I, I, I have a part-time job now, and that was important uh, to, to do and created a better balance. Uh, and so that, that we, we, we've, we've done that. Rachel's always stayed at home. We homeschool. Um, she homeschools our children. Amen. And so Congratulations. We do we, too. So awesome. Yeah. And it gives us an amount. It's always given us an amount of flexibility that's been important, especially when making family decisions and, you know, uh, deciding to move and how we're going to do things and what type of house we're going to buy and all of those things. Wow. So I just want to get a little bit of perspective. I mean, you guys have uh, just stalwarts for life, for faith, for happiness. I mean, just, just giving your entire life, like you gave each other in marriage right after college. Then you went to the Air Force and you gave your life there serving our country. And now you're you're obviously having, what, seven kids all at home, homeschooling them. For... Hello. Hey there. That was a little... Hiccup, no problem. Um, I was just, I was just saying, uh, just giving perspective, stepping back for a second and rehashing kind of your life. I mean, at 22, it's a big deal to, uh, you know, buy your first car, buy your first house. But you, you guys entered into a marriage, much like we did at 22, and that's, uh, that alone is, is a beautiful sacrifice. But then you went into the Air Force, giving your life basically for our country, which is an amazing example of of uh, laying down your life for for the for others. But then beyond that, you had seven kids and now you homeschool. I mean, you guys are just uh, an example, you know, for our country and for other families, for homeschoolers, uh, for your kids. I mean, I just want to say kudos to you guys. We, you know, I look up to you. I, other families do in, in that way. And, and then of course you're taking care of your mother now. I mean, you know, you really, y'all really seems like understand what, what God calls us to be completely yeah, well, it's, thank you. It's, it's been a journey. It certainly didn't start out that way. We we had the benefit of many mentors and fabulous examples when we were first married. We certainly, if you'd have told me after we got married that, oh, you're going to end up with seven kids and take care of your ailing mother-in-law, I would have said, oh, there's no way. I can't possibly manage all that. Yeah, we had, we had pretty much, we had it together. We had... Uh, uh, you know, we were married, we had a boy, a girl, a dog, and we were done. <laughs> and then the the more we prayed about it, the more we realized all those decisions were selfish decisions. They they really were. They were they were just about having more of this and more of that. Mm-hmm. Um and the truth is by making godly decisions we we've ended up being blessed probably more than we ever would have been. And and to a greater extent with more important things. So that was really kind of cool because we did. We went into, we had our plan. It was a, 
you know, a boy, a girl, a dog, a career, and then, you know, X, Y, and Z. But as we, as we prayed more and planned less and gave up on some of the things we thought we wanted, we ended up just blessed beyond measure. That's so true. I mean, you know, I think one of the best lines is when, you know, they say, uh, make your plans to God or tell your plans to God. And, and, you know, he'll laugh at them because, you know, you have no idea what, what God yeah. is in the store. And my wife and I, exactly. my wife and I yeah, he, he's laughed hard at us a few times. My wife and I are the same way. I mean, we had three early on in our twenties and then we had a break and now we've had three more real quick. And, and we just give it all up to God and to say, it's in your hands, Lord. I mean, we do your will. And, it, and I tell people all this all the time, and you guys probably the same way. It's like, man, they teach me so many things. I am a better person because I have more kids. Like, oh, I you agree. Have, you oh, have I to agree. lay down your I, life, I, and you're closer <laughs> to Christ because you lay down your life. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you need to live the Beatitudes and be meek and humble and et cetera, uh, your kids certainly help you do that. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you got to live every day for somebody else. Number one, you know, God and then your marriage and then your family. And so I guess that leads to my next question is tell me about like how that works. I mean, you have a family, but you also have your mother there and you're taking care of her full time. I mean, that must be somewhat yeah. uh, tough on the marriage, I can imagine. Yeah, I think it is. One blessing we do have, my stepfather's in good shape, and he is an amazing caregiver. Um, and, you know, we're able to augment uh, what he does uh, for my mom. But it doesn't mean that it's not without our struggle. I think uh, we can both say that, uh, you know, privacy is an issue, the ability to get quality time together. We had to really work hard to... Um... You know, we've always tried to have a date night at least a couple times a month, but now we actually will go and stay somewhere else, maybe once every month, once every other month, just so we can have some some true privacy, because I think privacy is the biggest issue. Luckily, all our living space is upstairs, <laughs> so the only true shared space is the laundry room, kitchen, dining room, so that makes it a little bit easier, but that is probably the biggest challenge that and knowing knowing when to step in knowing when my father-in-law is done because he's a very quiet guy he's a very spiritual person as well so the the scheduling of when to step in when to step back that can be tricky sometimes but after right. after these three years i think we're we're doing a pretty good job of it yeah and, and my uh, grandmother also has um alzheimer's and and uh uh, dementia and it's tough i mean you know it's tough to, to see that and to be there with them and kind of rehash all the names and, and who we are and you know remember faces and, and but at the same time you know the kids just love being around them and just love the joy of, of my grandparents when we go to see them and and i think it's really cool that your kids get to be around the kids that are home get to be around your your parents uh, full time. I mean, not a lot of kids get to enjoy their grandparents full time like that. You know, there could be cross country or what have you, but that's, I think that's really cool. I agree. It is. And, you know, some of the times when, when Jody and I get so frustrated and we just wonder, you know, what are we doing? This is so hard. And, and then one of the kids will come up to us and, and say something that, Obviously, they've gleaned simply from living with somebody who needs so much care. Um, I know my daughter, Gracie, I came home the other day and she was giving her grandmother a bath, which 
astounded me. She's only 14 and, and it, it takes a lot of, you know, attention to detail and a lot of strength to get her in and out of the tub. And afterwards I was praising her and she said, well, mom, I, I like to help. I like to feel like I'm doing something for her. And it just almost brought me to tears because I thought, you know, you, you are such a better example than I am. Sometimes it was really, really wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. Like how many kids, you know, in my opinion, probably need to do more of that. I just think about my own kids. Like I could take them to places and, and serve others more, you know, the elderly and soup kitchens. I mean, just places that you just serve people and give everything to them. Like, uh, I just think kids can grow up a lot more these days by uh, by reaching out of their comfort zones and, and loving other people. And yeah. I, I tell this to my wife, you know, recently we had a, a child and she's like, you know, one day I want to be able to, to serve you, to help you like you help me. And I was like, you know, it's a, it's in our own little times and our own little worlds. And, you know, it's tough being pregnant with five kids, six kids. I mean, you guys have been through it. And you just got to do what you got to do and not think twice. And that's what, that's what I love to do is just serve her where she needs to be. So. It's true for Lent this year, we went over, you know, the spiritual and corporal acts of mercy and my eyes were really open to how many of them are just the opportunities are present right within our own home. If we just think of them that way and we, you know, really struggle sometimes with seeing, or at least I do as seeing it as an obligation but, uh, you know, we try to teach the kids that we're serving out of joy. We're serving because this is Christ right here in our own home. Right. And I know I, I, I have a devotional in the morning I read. It's, it's Mother Teresa. And, you know, she has so many wonderful things to say. But her reflection on the fact that if you don't have things settled in your home, if there isn't love in your home, and if there isn't peace in your home, you can't hope to give it anywhere else. And and that really has always resonated with me that, you know, if it's not present in the home, giving it outside the home to your neighbors and to your community and to the world is probably not going to happen. And if it is, it's at the detriment of the very heart of where the, your love should be and where it should start. Wow. Yeah, that's profound. Um, that's that's awesome yeah i think it's easy to uh to get caught up in in our own in our own worlds in our houses and and um you know be frustrated with this or that just too busy i mean you know with the schedules with kids i mean all my kids are in sports it it gets easy to uh forget that we have you know dinner tonight and um something important tomorrow or you know life sometimes gets too busy and we need to just stop and pray really uh, we try yeah. and pray the rosary every night and some weeks we go without and some weeks we do it every night. But the point is, is, yeah. is giving kids prayer and giving kids just an amazing amount of love by example. I completely agree. Yeah. There's, there's two times that we're rigid and as rigid as we can be, we're, we're almost belligerent about it. And one is the dinner table and two is nightly prayer time. And those, you know, the more you protect those, the, the the better as far as we're concerned um it's not always easy and there might be one person missing or you know our oldest son is now a, a junior in high school and and you know he the may one not one that's home the one that's home he may not be here because he's working or something like that but 
it's going to happen. We're we're going to have sit down to dinner, and we're going to pray. And so, it's just kind of you know protecting those things. Um, we we you know the fact that it doesn't matter whether you're traveling, whether you have soccer games, whether you have anything. You know, there's 20 masses in town on the weekend. Yeah. One of one of them will do. <laughs> You know, and, exactly. just, and it's hard, but well, to commit yourself. Go to mass as a family, but since we've combined households, we always want to make sure that my father-in-law gets to mass too. So sometimes we split up and that that's just one of the adjustments that we've made just to make sure that everybody gets a chance to go to mass. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, first things I've talked about it before in a few other podcasts, but keeping God at the center in the beginning and the end of, of every day and everything else flow from that. And when you, when you do that, it seems like everything works so well and it sounds incredibly simple, but it, it's so true. I mean, <laughs> yes, it's, not, it, it's very difficult. Incredibly simple, but it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. It, it's tough. I mean, I have three kids under three and just hearing me say that out loud is like, wow. But they don't really know, I mean, how to pray structurally yet. I mean, the three-year-old's getting there. You know, she knows how to save the sign of the cross, and she knows that Jesus loves her. But uh, the more that they can see us adults doing it and the older kids, you know, do it, the, the more that she'll just learn by, uh, by example. So that's awesome. Well, I just want to commend you guys. And, um, I mean, I, I think that what you're doing is, is pretty radical, like – and I said this before, but homeschooling, having a parent live in the home, you know, but this is going to create amazing men and women. I mean, your kids are going to be amazing adults, hopefully, if they uh, continue to pray and stay with God. And, and I think they will just by you guys' example. I, I hope so, too. I, I think so, so far anyway. And I, one of the things I keep reminding myself is that it's worth the work. I, I know every the last few pregnancies – I, I was joyful, but so also clouded with the feeling of so much more work. And in hindsight, of course, now I can say, and I'm sure that I will say when this season of our life is over too, it's just so worth the work. It is so worth the investment to make the time to pray, to make the time to eat together, and to really just do the first things, as you said. Right. So what advice would you give to people that maybe you're, you know, considering um, having someone stay in their home, you know, a family member or a friend or, you know, someone that may just, you know, need a need a place to stay for a short while or have a family member that, you know, has an illness or disease. I mean, what, what would you say to them? Because I know that that may sound, if you think about it, sound daunting to somebody that's never done it. I, I think it is. And I think the thing is, though, uh, one, you have to pray about it, but two, you have to be willing to do it. Just do it. Uh, I think we're all called to action, and if you're if you're not willing to just jump in with both feet, knowing that it'll be hard, knowing you'll have to make adjustments, knowing that there will be times of difficulty, and just knowing that if it's the right thing, if it's if it's a godly thing it will be good and it will, there will be good from it. Uh, but don't, don't get me wrong. It takes planning. 
that's one thing we had to do before we really set off into this. Um, it takes a real honest assessment with the with both groups, with the people that are going to be living together about boundaries and how it's going to work. Uh, the the types of expectations uh, you might have uh, for the people that are doing the giving and the people that are on the receiving end. And just the fact that it should never be a, a, a thing where anyone's taking advantage. It's just a matter of mutual concern, mutual compassion, mutual empathy. And I think if you go into it with that attitude, it, it's a godly experience and good, bad, and ugly. It ends up being like Rachel said in the rearview mirror. So many times I can think of those times. Like at last night I was telling Rachel, I said, man, did you see mom at dinner? Cause mom's not up a lot. Right. But she, she was up last night. And she ate dinner with us and she interacted with us and she interacted with the kids. And it's like everything that may have frustrated us, made us angry, the things that didn't work out over the last two or three days just are so erased by that moment. And that moment doesn't happen if she's in a nursing home or she's not with us. And I know my mom was famous for, uh, you know, inviting my cousins into her home that were struggling and it was that mm-hmm. same thing of just finding those those moments when it was worth the time, it was worth the effort, and it was worth the energy to see something godly and see something good. Yeah, wow, that's that's awesome, uh, man. That's so cool. And if you think about it, you know, I've been on this kick lately where it's like every this perspective you know, everything in your life can be positive, good, and helpful and holy. If you, if you look at it that way, you know, the cross is holy, right? I mean, Jesus died on the cross and it was so painful, but then in the end he rose from the dead and went to heaven and saved us all from our sins. So anything that you have in your life can be an amazing, holy uh, thing. And this, you know, sounds daunting and really tough, but in the end, you're going to be a better person and a holier person if you just lay down your life and just say yes to the Lord and just give it over to him. And, it, you know, it may sound like it's easy coming out of my mouth, but, you know, you guys are doing it. And that's just awesome. Well, thank you. Yes, that's one thing that we've definitely built our our lives upon is the fact that suffering is redemptive. Right. If you use it in the right way, if you offer it for the right purpose and we're trying to do it joyfully and that can be a struggle but we're truly trying to do it joyfully yeah and it, uh, i go back to this with the kids and um man it's just this awesome thing to uh to have them see that every single day and and hopefully uh imprint on their on, on their minds and their souls and their hearts just uh to love and and period <laughs> exactly uh, period, period. <laughs> period. <laughs> Love, yeah, period. there's nothing that, else. That's the message. <laughs> yeah, St. Teresa was so right. Uh, small things, great love. Yeah, absolutely. In, uh, in your own ways, in your own life. But how can we help you guys? I mean, besides prayer, I know that that's number one. That's the most important. But how else can we help you guys and your family? Well, you know, one thing we, we, we've, we've talked about, and it's getting, it's getting much better, is, uh, you know, people sometimes seem hesitant to come over because they know mom's here and that she's not well. But them coming over actually 
sometimes will encourage engagement. You know, if there's a day where she's not up, well, then obviously she's not going to be engaged. But if they're over here with their kids and she happens to be having a good good time, well, then she's engaged and she's with the kids. So that's something that we enjoy is, you know, if you have a situation where you have someone, I don't know, maybe they have their brother or sister living with them. Maybe they have their parents living with them. Don't keep that from engaging them in the normal way you always have, uh, because that's important. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, we're all family. I mean, right. from Adam and Eve to today, we're all one people. Right. And and, and then the, the other thing, you know, we, we've talked about is, you know, it's the little things, too, where people and people do. They'll, they'll help you out with something. Well, I know you're doing that. So let us let us take care of this for you. You know, and that's really nice, too, when people will, you know, just pick up a little bit of slack somewhere and say, well, let me bring that to you versus you coming to me. Those kind of things. Yeah. Community. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about. I think San Antonio is a great city for that, too. I've only oh, lived here yeah. nine or ten years. I mean, I, I grew up in Austin, but um, hook them horns. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but San Antonio is the end of the podcast. <laughs> I think I struck a chord with Jody. Um, <laughs> but uh, San Antonio is family to me. I mean, that, that, that word just means family, which is awesome. So. But uh, any final message for those that are, you know, on the fence? I mean, thinking about um, helping their, their, their family members in that way. I mean, this kind of is the end of a, of a series for me about life. And, and maybe you guys knew that already or not. But from um, the conception to natural death and just loving each other, loving every single life, because every single life is, is grace and blessing and gift. But um, is there a final message you guys have about just love for humans? I mean, love for people all the way down to, you know, to your mother uh, individually. Yes, I would just say don't don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to reach out, especially to the elderly and to do whatever you can, whatever small way, whatever big way to provide relief and ultimately love. And I think that's the. Like you said, love, period. Just act in love. Yeah, and we have a society where so many people have taken the value of life out of the unborn and out of the elderly. Uh, and it's just wrong. There's, there's beauty in every phase of life. And I don't know if it's people that are afraid to confront their mortality. I know a lot of it has to do with a lack of faith. But it's just realizing that life is beautiful, period. Doesn't matter what stage it's in. And even in this, if, if, if it's even if it's only finding it in the smallest moments, it's there. It's just taking the time to look for it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's going to be suffering and pain and death in life. But if you know God and that God loves you and that there's mercy at the end, then there's nothing to really, in my opinion, there's nothing to worry about because God's got this. Um, I don't mean to simplify it, but in the, in the just the, the craziest of, of terms with the simplest of terms, you're, you're, uh, you're going to die one day and go to heaven or hell or purgatory. And we just have to realize that we're only on this earth for a little short amount of time, but to do the most that we can to be like Jesus. 
And um, I, I, that's the message I've been trying to spread like crazy the last few months. And I'll continue to spread it and tr- try yeah. to get your, your word and your story out there to everywhere. And, yeah. you know, I think um, hopefully it'll touch someone's heart, touch someone's brain, their mind, their soul, and, and uh, hope to make them a better person or make the world a better place. So, Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for all your efforts and congratulations on your new baby. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're <laughs> n- number six. It's it's awesome. It's that it's, is uh, awesome. it's crazy, but it's awesome. <laughs> it is. And, it is and, awesome. And don't worry, the, the the big ones become helpers, and the 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 little ones are there, and everything eases out as it goes along. Man, like I, I couldn't agree with you more, Jody. Like I've said before, like they make me and my wife such better people. Just because I see their example, their love, their actions that they do for us and for the little kids, the big ones. And they make, you know, having more kids makes your older kids better because they they serve and they love and they give and they like, oh, I can't do this right now because I got to change a diaper or I got to go clean the kitchen. I mean, it's just amazing having more kids. Like, I, man, don't get me started on that kick. That's yeah. another podcast. Seriously, for the end of the world, like I, I told this to somebody working the other day, I said, they're going to spread just by knowing Jesus Christ, they're going to spread peace, love, and happiness throughout the world. To have more kids is to give more gift and give more beauty to the world. Like, Absolutely. No, <laughs> like it Teresa is. Teresa says, St. Teresa Calcutta said it best. She said, how can you say that there's too many children in the world? That's like saying there's too many flowers. Exactly. It's true. Exactly. Right? I mean, exactly. good. It's true. Yep. so god is good this has god been awesome conversation good. thank you guys so much I, i've really enjoyed this conversation with you guys you are I very welcome thank, thank you, you for asking us hey jody and rachel have a great day god bless you guys we'll be praying for your family and uh, pray for us too if you would we Amen. will absolutely god bless you. and god bless you guys welcome take care bye Thanks a lot for listening. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe, write our view, let me know what you thought. We're also on the web at bonybella.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Look us up, send me a message. Love to hear from you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Huge thank you to all those who provided their monetary support for this podcast. If you would also like to give of your monetary support, please click on the link in the bottom of the show notes or go to anchor.fm slash Bella. Thank you again. Take care.